Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Praise the God who's worthy of glory and honor. This is Reverend Banks of Kingdom Voice Ministries, welcoming you to the first episode of Wednesday Wisdom. And today our topic of discussion is going to be lessons from the wilderness. And our scripture reference is going to be Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 through 11, and Luke 4, 1 through 14. And just a side note, that song that I started the episode off with is uh, You Are My Strength. And if you like that and want to hear the full uh, version of it, you can click on uh, the third episode that I have listed, and it's called You Are My Strength. Okay, so let's go through Matthew and read. So this is this scripture is... Uh, talking about Jesus in the wilderness, and you're probably very familiar with when Jesus was in the wilderness and tempted by the devil. So verse 1, chapter 4, verse 1 of Matthew. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If you be the Son of God, Command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If you be the Son of God, cast yourself down. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if you will fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. So that was Matthew chapter 4. Now Luke chapter 4 verse 1 through 14 is an accounting of a story by Luke of Jesus in the wilderness. So I'm not going to read all of that because the story is, is, is similar with a few little nuggets in there that I will point out as we go along in the lesson. So I call this lessons from from the wilderness because there are some little nuggets in here that we can take on how to survive the wilderness when we find ourselves in the wilderness. And we can take um, some lessons from Jesus on how he 
came out of the wilderness or how he survived while being in the wilderness and tempted by Satan. Because as sure as you are living and breathing and a child of God, you are going to encounter Satan in your wilderness and you are going to be tempted. And um, we're going to learn some things that Jesus had or did that made him victorious in the wilderness. So the first thing that kind of stood out for me is um, I noticed that Jesus entered the wilderness after a high point in his life. So after being declared the son of God up in Matthew chapter 3, um, Matthew chapter 3, 17, in that scripture, Jesus, uh, Jesus had just been baptized. And so the Lord spoke from heaven and declared that Jesus was his son. So Matthew 3, 17, it says, And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved son, and whom I am well pleased. So Jesus had been declared a son, the son of God, before he entered into the wilderness. So he had he was at a high point. So get that. Jesus was in a high point. Also, uh, the second thing that I noticed is that it was the spirit that led Jesus into the wilderness. So this experience was actually ordained by God. It wasn't that Jesus walked into the wilderness on his own. Get that. The spirit, God's spirit, led Jesus into this wilderness experience. So sometimes it's God that places us in this position for a purpose, for a reason. Now, we talked about that in the last um, in uh, Monday manner about why we what happens when we're in the wilderness over the purpose of the wilderness and that is to prove us to humble us and to prove us that's why we go into the wilderness so Jesus was led into the wilderness by the spirit and that's what the very first verse says in Matthew now if you turn over to Luke if we go over to Luke and look it reads in a similar uh, manner. So Luke chapter 4 verse 1 says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So both accountings say that Jesus was led into the wilderness. He didn't just go of his own accord. He was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. So his steps were being ordered by God. And we know that he was declared the son of God and he was righteous. And um, scripture tells us that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So these steps and your steps are ordered by the by the Lord. Another lesson that I got is uh, that Jesus didn't go into the wilderness empty. Now, I got that from Luke uh, verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 1. He didn't go into the wilderness empty. And what do I mean by that? It says, Luke 4 and 1 says, And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit. So right before he enters into the wilderness, he's full of the Holy Ghost. He's not empty. That's important because that's going to be what sustains you for a little while. Is you go in there full on something. If you go in there empty, you ain't going to be able to hang. So Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost. And when you go into the wilderness, make sure 
that you're not going in empty. Now, how do we go in full? Well, in order for us to go in full, we got to be full of the word. Full of the word, full of the spirit. Jesus tells us that the words that he speaks, they are spirit and they are life. So I need to be full of the word before I enter. Full of the spirit, just like Jesus was, if I'm going to survive this wilderness. I need to be full of the word of God. So don't go into your wilderness empty. Make sure you don't have something to eat before you go in there. That way you can hang on a little bit longer. Amen. So another lesson that I learned or picked up a little nugget is that the devil did not begin to mess with Jesus until Jesus was hungry. So he had already been in there for 40 days. He didn't eat or he didn't drink for 40 days. So that's when the devil. See, in the beginning, when you walk into the wilderness, especially if you're full, you got some strength. You're a little bit stronger. But after being in there for 40 days without no food, without no water, Jesus was a little bit weakened in the flesh, You're a little bit weaker in the flesh. So that's when the devil comes to you, when you're weak in your flesh. So he waited for 40 after the 40 days when Jesus was hungered. That's when the devil started to talk to him. He didn't mess with him in the beginning because he knew. See, when we first get saved, we gung ho. We full of the spirit. We excited about this thing. and We got a whole lot of strength. But as the wilderness begins to tick on the days, the months, the weeks begin to drag on, we get a little bit weaker. And that's when the devil begins to come up at you and begin to make you doubt Jesus or doubt God. Okay. Another lesson is Jesus had been there a while before he encountered the devil. So again, the devil did not show up in the early part of the early days because you're still strong in that period. You're still still strong and you're still believing and um, still trusting, still, still trusting God and still believing. And the fifth thing that I noticed is that Satan questioned the relationship of Jesus and God. He attacked the relationship because notice what he asked. Notice what the devil asked asked Jesus. So in verse 6 it says, And saith unto him, If you be the Son of God, cast thyself down. If you be the Son of God. Now there he's attacking the relationship between Jesus and God. He didn't say, since you are the Son of God. He said, if you're the Son of God. Now, He's, he's trying to attack the father there and attack your relationship, make you doubt. Maybe I'm not really his son. Maybe, maybe I'm not. You know, he'll come with, if you're a believer, if you're, if you're saved and he's your father, then he would do this or he should do that. Where well, he say he's your father. So he's got you questioning your relationship with the father. And that's what he was doing here. So. The devil will use scripture to try to disparage God and to get you to test the love of God for you. That is a trick of the enemy. So he shouldn't be saying if you are the son of God, because if you are born a born again believer, then you are 
you are you are a child of God. God is your father. And yes, God is still concerned about you. That's just the enemy. Trying to get you to doubt that this relationship is real. One other thing that I want you to get into notice here that not once the whole time that Jesus was in this wilderness for those 40 days and for 40 nights, not once did the father step in. The whole time that he was dealing with Satan and dealing with um, the temptation, the father remained silent. Get that. He was there, but he did not step in. He allowed this interaction to take place. He allowed the devil to tempt you. He gave Satan a certain amount, a certain amount of freedom and leeway. And that's the same thing that he done, he, he's doing with you when you're in your wilderness. He's giving Satan a little bit of rope and he's not stepping in. He's allowing Satan to tempt you because remember, you're in the wilderness to be proved, to be tested. To see whether you will obey God. That's why you're in that wilderness. To see if you will continue to trust him. So while you're there, God is not saying anything. So you've got to depend on yourself in that wilderness. You've got to depend on the things that you've placed inside of yourself. What did you fill yourself up with before you got there? You've got to lean on what you know. You understand what I'm saying? So when you're in the wilderness, the father may not step in. It's not going to step in. You've got to pull on what you have put inside of yourself before you got there. So make sure you ain't empty. Make sure there's something in there that you can use. And what did, what did Jesus use? He used the word. He used the spirit. So that's the same thing that you have to use before you walk into any wilderness. You need to be eating. You need to be filling yourself up with the bread. Amen. You've got to be putting something on the inside so you can have something to fight with because the father is not going to step in. Now, this moment, this wilderness time is your stage to shine. That's your stage to prove to the father that I am your child. You are my God, that I will obey you, that I will trust you. So remember that when you're in the wilderness, you may not hear from God because Jesus didn't. So Jesus had to pull on what was on the inside of him, what he walked up in there with. Now, notice that after Jesus attacked the relationship. No, I'm sorry. After Satan attacked the relationship and and had Jesus to try to tempt God, he moved on to a new tactic. He saw that that wasn't working. I can't make you doubt the relationship. I can't make you do some things that you're not supposed to do. So I'm going to try a new tactic. And that is I'm going to give you something. I'm going to offer you something. See, I'm going to offer you something. So he offered him all this bling. I can give you this. I can give you that because, see, I got the power to do that. And yes, Satan does. God has given him the power to offer the things of the world to man. This is this this is his realm right here. So he has the power to offer you a little bit of bling, but you got to give up your soul to do it. And so that's one of the other ways that he will come. Now, I'm not going to attack your relationship. Now, I'm going to try to offer you something that is better than your relationship. But you ought to know that there ain't nothing better than your relationship between God. Nothing. There's no other relationship. There's nothing on this earth that's better than Jesus Christ on the inside of you. 
Because what does it profit a man to gain the whole world? And that's what he was offering Jesus, the whole world. But what does it profit a man? What can you gain by getting the whole world and in the end lose your soul? Well, Jesus knew that. So he told the devil to get out of his face. And that's what you need to do. You need to tell Satan, get up out your face because you ain't got nothing that you can offer me. That mess you call him power, it ain't power. See, he can't force you to do it. All the devil has is the power to tempt. <laughs> he can't force you. He can't force you to accept the bling. He can't force you to walk away from Christ. He can't force you to deny the God of your salvation. But he can offer you some stuff. He can offer it. Oh, but you can reject it. You can do the same thing that Jesus did when he said, Satan, get out of my face. Get out of my face. Every time Satan came at him with something, guess what? Jesus had an answer. He had a response. He wasn't sitting there quiet and just taking everything the devil was saying. He was talking back. And that's another tactic you need to have. When the devil is speaking to you, you better learn to talk back. And when he's talking back, he's using what he came in there full of. But if you're empty, what you going to come back with? If you're empty, you ain't got nothing to pull from. You ain't got nothing to sustain you while you're in the wilderness. So you got to be building yourself up on the word of God if you're going to survive any wilderness, any dry place in your life, any attack from the enemy. You've got to have something that will help you to stand when God is silent. Can't stress that enough. So after Jesus, after, after Satan tried all of his tricks, appealing to Jesus' flesh, appealing to his identity, he did all of those things, attacking the relationship. What did he do? What did he do? He left Jesus. He left him alone. In Matthew, he says he left him. Jesus left. I mean, the devil left him. Sorry, not Jesus. Jesus stayed. But the devil eventually left. But in Luke, it lets us know that he's going to come back because he said he left him for a season. He left him for a season. So while Jesus was in the wilderness this time, he defeated the enemy. He wasn't destroyed. But it lets us know that the devil will return. Same thing for us. We'll make it out of the wilderness season, but the devil is going to return. So you're going to use the exact same weapons that you used before. The exact same strategy will defeat him again and again and again. Every time, full of the spirit, full of the word and using the word on him will defeat the devil and resisting the temptations, resisting the temptations. Because one scripture tells us if we resist the devil, he will flee from us. He will run. So the, the Jesus resisted him. He used the, the word of God to defeat him and he resisted him. And the devil did just what the word says that he will flee. But again, it's only for a season. He will return. Now, the last point I want to make is going to come from Luke instead of Matthew. So it's going to come from Luke chapter 4, verse 14. And it says, and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit. 
And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And Jesus returned in the power. In the power. <laughs> in the power of the Holy Spirit. So after the wilderness, oh glory, after the wilderness experience, hey, after the experience, he left up out of there with power. Power, not any old power, but the power of the Holy Spirit. So this is a message to each of us. When we're in that wilderness, hold on. Use the strategy that Jesus used. And when you exit, <laughs> when you exit that place, you're going to step out of there in the power of the Holy Ghost. You ain't coming out the same. You're not going to come out the way you went in. You're going to come out not just full, but with power. Glory to God. So it's worth it. Do you hear me? You don't like the wilderness. I don't like the wilderness. Nobody likes the wilderness. But you better believe if you survive it, it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it because you exit. <laughs> you exit in power. Praise, glory, 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 glory to God. Give God all the glory for his word. Grace and peace, my sisters and brothers. And that's all I have for you.